Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times from Socket Call, joined by my co-pilot, the sports editor of the Independent, Will Gagan. We're recording this on a Wednesday night to talk a little high school football. Maybe unusual circumstances, Will, but you look at the Thursday slate, we got four games and three of them involving teams from our respective coverage areas. Yeah, this is like uh, like Conference USA back in the day, getting Monday night games and Tuesday night games on ESPN. Not quite to that level, but certainly spreading things out a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, Wednesday podcasts may become the norm for us. Uh, Thursday night football, I guess some of it is, has to do with referee shortages. Uh, that We had a, a game last week. Or like you said, there's four this week. Uh, yeah, not a bad thing. I guess there's something to be said for... Uh, for spreading it out a little bit. Um, so I know that I'll be at a game tomorrow night, South Kingstown taking on Winsocket, uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, just uh, ex- expanding on that point, Will, um, I actually have a story that's going in uh, the Thursday call and times about why we have Thursday night football. And, you know, I talked to Mike Lenny, the, you know, director of the Interscholastic League, Josh Lima, who's on the, uh, you know, the Cumberland head coach. He's on the uh, football committee. And Bruce Ginden, who's the, uh, in charge of assigning the officials for each game. And, you know, quite frankly, as we know, Friday night is so popular and there's not enough crews to potentially cover all the games to be played on a Friday. Some uh, some schools were kind of encouraged to maybe move the games to Saturday, but why not Thursday? Because maybe maybe in some communities, Thursday night turnout is a better thing. And I guess we'll see. You know, you mentioned uh, you'll be at Winsocket, South Kingstown, but there's also Barrington at Shea, St. Raphael East Providence, which is at Pierce Field. I was looking forward to going to the new high school. I guess that'll be it for another time. And then Pilgrim Mount Hope. Yeah, you know, those are some good games, too. I mean, East Providence, St. Ray's, I think will be a, a fun one. Uh, one of the cu- couple of teams, East Providence dropping down from D1. St. Ray's has previously been in D1 and was, you know, one of the best teams in D2 the last few years. So some good games to kick off the week, really starting strong. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the one that we had kind of the crossover in our area, the one that you'll be at, uh, Woonsocket at SK at NK. Uh, we should note that that game will be taking place at North Kingstown High School due to poor field conditions at SK. You know, Will, I saw Winsocket, uh, you know, stage I thought was an impressive road win at Classical last week, 32-28. A pick six by Jonathan Figueroa late, you know, sealed it for the Villanovans. While for SK, you know, they played Narragansett. It was a, t- it was a tight ball game, and uh, the Rebels were able to pull it out by three points. Yeah, you know, SK was impressive in that game. Um, Narragansett has has some firepower. SK was just they were they were uh, who they always tend to be. So no matter the personnel, they're physical, they're tough, they're going to wear you down, and they did that in a big way against Narragansett. That was the advantage they had with you know, Narragansett being a, a D three team and a little bit smaller up front. SK doesn't have the same horses that they had on the offensive line and defensive line last year, but they, they still have some guys and, and they look good. Uh, Isaiah Carter had a really good game uh, in the backfield, 140 yards rushing. He was a workhorse too. I think it was like 26 carries. Uh, a couple touchdown passes for Ryan O'Rourke, Omani Boma. Uh, he kind of flashed. He did that a lot last year too as sort of a, a future star and he's starting to come into his own now. So I think SK has to feel pretty good about itself right now as a, a potential contender in D2. Uh, and this is a good test. I mean, when Saget has been, you know, they had sort of the, the, the spring season where they didn't play due to COVID and then some issues last year. Before that, just always always a really competitive, tough team. And I think it's uh, two teams that are sort of mirror images of each other. It should be a fun one Thursday. 
It should be a fun one. Braylon Roquez, uh, one socket, um, you know, member of the secondary. Actually, he caught a touchdown pass. He threw a halfback pass, and he also uh, had a lengthy a fumble recovery that set up another touchdown for one socket. He said after the game that they were looking forward to the SK game because they remember SK coming up to Barry Field last year, and Ryan Hazard pretty much yes. won. But uh, Ryan Hazard <laughs> on and uh, – yeah, I was that's a, I was just gonna say that the best news for Unsocket is that Ryan Hazard graduated. Yeah, he had a big, big rumble right before halftime. I think it was like single-handedly won that game. Yep. But uh, that should be a good one, and I think St. Rayfield East Province will be a good one. You mentioned East Province, you know, formerly D one St. Rayfield. They've been a contender in D two in the last couple of years. Yeah, and you know, st- talking to St. Rayfield head coach Mike Sassy before the season, they mentioned that how they were going to use Moses Mios, the uh, the talented senior lineup up in the backfield because he did lead the team in rushes per attempt last season about it was like over nine yards a, a clip he catches three touchdowns out of the backfield last week against tolman and if you know good luck trying to tackle him in the open field yeah if you get that guy in space look out i would not want to tackle him uh, yeah, I mean, big time talent. You got to get him the ball. I think that's a that's a great move. And this matchup, like you see, we sort of touched on it, but it uh, I think Division Two is pretty intriguing in terms of like those power powerhouse teams in D two, like St. Ray's and Westerly the last few years. Barrington, how do they match up with the teams dropping down from Division One? East Providence, South Kingstown, Cumberland. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun to see where those teams stack up. I think it'll be the most fun of all the divisions uh, in, in Rhode Island high school football this year. And this is a good, good first look at it, I think. And then we'll shift to the Friday night lights version of this weekend, this weekend. And, you know, probably the coup de gras, the game, uh, Henrikin versus North Kingstown, uh, you know, once again, the uh, Rebels have a chance, I should say the Skippers have a chance to really kind of see where they stand up against the Hawks. Yep, uh, another good game at NK, two nights in a row. Um, you know, I think it, it's the first, I, I look back today writing a little uh, preview content about this game, and it's the first time Hendrickson's been down to NK since 2019, uh, which was the first game on the new turf field at NK. So that was just a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous crowd. I mean, I think they estimated at over 2,000. Um, so that, I don't think it's going to be that quite that big this time, but it'll be another big crowd. I mean, Hendrickson and NK are uh, rivals in a lot of sports and have become rivals in football the past few years. Uh, it, it's been close pretty much every time they played. You know, NK almost got them in that that uh, field opening game, um, and then they've they've had another uh, they've had a few other chances along the way since then. Last year, lost in the state semifinals to Hendrickson, who went on to win the title. Uh, this is a chance for NK to to really show how good it can be this year. I think a lot of people, you know, I think they they're not as strong right at the outset as they have been in the past few years. They lost a lot of guys up front, and that'll be a big key in this game, I think. But they have some some really good skill guys. Eddie Bueller, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Uh, so maybe they can they can make something happen here, and that would be quite a way to announce yourself in the uh, in the state championship division one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people around the state are just saying North Kingstown within that, you know, that state championship, Division One, whatever you want to call it, they're probably viewed as fourth. And like you yep. just mentioned, Eddie Bueller, probably one of the top quarterbacks in the state, maybe besides Dean Vicaroni over at LaSalle. And that just speaks volumes of maybe how talented this Division One will be this season. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think they're all really good teams, like Hendrick and North Kingstown, Central LaSalle. Obviously, Hendrick and LaSalle have been there, but so has NK and Central. I mean, they've been they've been just top-tier teams, you know, North Kingstown for a little bit longer, but Central's been fantastic. I mean, Central probably should have beaten Hendrick in last year in the regular season. And I think you're seeing that, too, just in the, in the non-league results so far, you know. Uh, Hendrick and the LaSalle have played all out-of-state opponents so far, uh, but NK beat Portsmouth last week. They beat Westerly in the injury fund, sort of showing that they are like a clear cut above just what the what the division says. And, and then Central, I mean, just blasted East Greenwich last week. I think it was 44-2. to two. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good teams. It's going to be really good football. We'll just have to see where everyone fits together. And I got maybe another sneaky good game. Will might be involved in another team from the area. Moses Brown venturing down to Narragansett. You know, it's, uh, I guess, uh, another D3 team moving, uh, I guess, staying there than Narragansett. Moses Brown, they were a D2 team last year, dropping down to D3. I think they have one of the better running backs in Division Three, at Miles Craddock. And, you know, you saw Narragansett last week against SK and, you know, a little some injury concerns uh, for the Mariners going into this one. Yeah, unfortunately, their uh, starting quarterback, Aiden Freet, who's a, a new starter this year, had kind of bided his time, uh, went down with an injury in that SK game. Looks like he might be out might be out for the year. So they have uh, a young guy, Matt Timpson, who stepped up and did some good things against SK, but obviously it's a, a different look there. Narragansett will be looking for a bounce back. I think they'll probably be glad to not be uh, getting beat up uh, physically by SK, probably match up a little better with Moses Brown. Uh, they'll give the ball to Makai Wilson a lot, regardless of who the quarterback is. As, uh, with Makai, one of the best running backs in the state. He was over 100 yards in week one. And I think this will be a good test for Narragansett to see how they match up with uh, some of these teams dropping down to D2, you know, or to D3, rather, from D2. Uh, Narragansett's the, the defending champ, but it's a much different look this year. They'll, they'll have to face Moses Brown, some of these other strong teams from D2. So uh, this will be a a good indicator, early indicator of where they stand, I think. And speaking of early indicators, we should mention that all, you know, teams not in Division Four, they're there. This is their first league game of the weekend uh, after having non-leaguers last week. And in Division Three, I will be on Friday uh, at Lincoln, second week in a row, as the North Smithfield Mount State Charles Co-op team comes to take on a Lincoln team that I think similar to Winsocket, they needed a maybe a strong win to get off to a good start. And they certainly had a, a good one last week against Johnston really throttled them. It was an eight, seven game at the half where Johnston was leading. And then all of a sudden Lincoln, they turned it on, ran off 26 straight points to pull away from the Panthers to win 40 to 14. And on the flip side of that, you had the North Smithfield Mount St. Charles co-op team who, you know, been well-documented and what a tough summer it was for them. They gave Ponagansett a, the former Division four champs now have been D3. All they could handle is that game ended up going down to the final whistle with Ponagansett getting a late field goal to eke out a 10-7 win. I'm intrigued by this game, and I think uh, if you're Lincoln, you want to try to keep that momentum going, especially with the run game, where if you're North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles, it's going to be a steady diet of Cole Vowles, the uh, left-handed quarterback who can make plays both his feet and his arm. And, I mean, North Smithfield has been – so successful over the years, um, you know, and how, how will they be able to hang in this division at Lincoln? Super impressive win last week. Like you said, that one, that one definitely caught my eye. I snuck them into my poll, my Rhode Island sports media football poll this week. Yep. And the rest of the games, uh, you have uh, Cranston East at Central, Ponagansett at West Warwick. I think that will be, that could be a good game. West Warwick rallying in the fourth quarter last Thursday against uh, Cranston West down 10. 
pull that one out. Classical at Middletown, that could, could be another very good game. Tollgate at Middletown, Johnston at Rogers, Charaho at Tolman, Cumberland East Greenwich, and then I think you have uh, Cranston West at Portsmouth and Situate at Terridan. So that rounds out the Rhode Island slate. And then Saturday, you have Cranston West at Burville. I'll be at that game. Uh, you have Exeter West Greenwich, Proud Tate at Hope. You have CF and BVP at North Providence, the new North Providence turf field. And then rounding out the week, Davies at uh, Juanita Sanchez. Again, they'll be at Conley Stadium. And it's uh, we have three days of football to look forward to this uh, week, Will. And uh, I guess maybe setting the table for what should be a very entertaining college football game on Saturday as the Rhodey Rams finally get to play a home game in front of their uh, adoring fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the fans will be excited to see them the way the season has started, ranked in the top 25 uh, in the preseason and, and certainly staying staying there now. Uh, 2-0 so far for the Rams. They got the win over Stony Brook to start. Great CAA uh, victory for them. And then pulled away from Bryant last week in an in-state matchup. Rams up, are up to 17th uh, in the stats per form, FCS top 25, up from 22nd. It's a nice move from them. And the team that's visiting is a top 10 team. Delaware ranked ninth in the country, also 2-0. Uh, you know, it's probably URI's biggest game of the year, uh, even though it's, it's game three. And as, you know, things get factored in along the way, there may be other bigger games to come. But uh, this is a huge one. Uh, you get this one, and, uh, you know, you're feeling pretty good about your start and about where you stand in the CAA. Uh, and maybe you're, uh, you're starting to, to dream on some playoff scenarios as well. Well, you were at the uh, Bryant game last week and just maybe going off that Stony Brook game from the first week. I think it's maybe fair to say that this Ram team, they made some mistakes in each of these games. And I don't know if past Ram teams would have been able to overcome the mistakes that they made the first two weeks. Yeah, I think that's really true. I think, uh, you know, even some some good teams that they had in the past weren't as steady as this team, weren't as solid. Like, like these guys are big up front. They look good coming off the bus. They have depth. They have size. They have speed. And they're good enough with playmakers on both sides of the ball to sort of overcome mistakes. Like you said, like mistakes are not crippling like, like they often were um, for URI teams of the past. You know, they had some fumbles. They had some interceptions. Uh, interception right before halftime that ended up being huge. Led to a Brian touchdown. And URI just sort of calmly goes about his business and comes back. I think, uh, you know, even beyond that, beyond the, how steady they are and how solid they can be. Um, they are a group now that is actually kind of used to winning. Like the, it was always such a storyline of like, Oh, they have to learn how to win. Oh, they, they're breaking through. This must be so different for them. Now, like these guys, you know, most of these players are bringing the program two or three, maybe four years. Uh, they've only had one losing season in that stretch. So I think it's uh, things have clicked and you're starting to see the results and they've got a big opportunity Saturday to uh, see where that takes them. Yeah. Like you said, it's only going to be week three. It's only going to be September 17th, but it kind of feels like a playoff game, but, but a chance to really solidify themselves as one of the true upper echelon teams in the CAA. Yeah, absolutely. Probably you might end up in the top 10. You might replace Delaware in the top 10 nationally if you if you win this game, too. And I believe, I think, after that, is that the Pittsburgh game when they go on the road to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I believe that's Pittsburgh, then Brown to follow. Yeah, so that will be obviously a guaranteed, you know, game, check game or whatever for the Rams. Yeah. And, uh, they come back to the in another in-state game and jump back into CA play from there on after. Yep. 
Yep, and then it really it really picks up. Uh, like we said, though, Delaware is, is right now the toughest opponent left on the schedule. URI doesn't have Villanova this year, who is the uh, picked as the CAA favorite. So big opportunity Saturday. Uh, I would if you if you want to get out there. I know season tickets were sold out. I haven't heard for sure if there's uh, tickets available for this game, but uh, should be an awesome one. No, it should be an awesome one. I'm sure the atmosphere will be great. And it, uh, we're off and running here with, with the high school football coverage. Uh, week two will be at plenty of games, and you can read them all in our respective publications. Until then, until next week, uh, thanks, Aaron, for listening. And if you have the chance, get out and enjoy some high school and college football. See you next week.